last week. Quick stories out of Humboldt County, California on Apple, Spotify, major podcast networks, and HumboldtLastWeek.com. Humboldt Last Week. Hi, it's Miles. Don't forget to send in your thoughts on this show for your chance to be the featured commenter in the next one. And stay tuned until the end of this one to hear from this week's featured commenter. For episode 169, we're talking about community optimism, respect, movie recommendations from a Grammy-nominated rocker, and somehow John Krasinski eases his way into this one. Also, a special report taking a look at the juvenile system after an ambitious at-risk teen who'd spent time in foster care and juvenile detention had recently returned to the deadly supervision of his mom. Humboldt Last Week is free thanks to these amazing locals, North Coast Co-op, Brick and Fire Bistro, Still, North Coast Journal, Photography by Shy, and Trinidad Vacation Rental. You can support Humboldt Last Week by hearing more from them at the end of this episode. First, I want to talk about some of the positive things going on in Humboldt when it comes to COVID-19. Humboldt seems poised to dramatically improve testing numbers even without doctor referrals. Around 98% of Humboldtians who have tested positive for COVID-19 have recovered. Humboldt County has been doing a good job staying home, according to a number of data sources, including a New York Times affiliate, Google, and Facebook. Most of our leadership seems unified in trusting logic, data, and facts. We're looking prepared in terms of beds in case there's a surge in cases here. The hospital has trials for a potential COVID-19 treatment, remdesivir, which the FDA just okayed for emergency use. Low-risk businesses could reopen in just a couple of short weeks. Humboldtians are stepping up to help others. And yes, I understand there are many challenges out there, but I'm happy that we have those positives. Cheers to keeping vigilant Humboldt. So big old smiling barbecue tongs click click goes out to Ferndale native Guy Fieri for his appearance on John Krasinski's new YouTube show. Some good news. You see that? A lot of people know Krasinski is Jim from The Office. He's Jack Ryan. He's the actor director of the horror A Quiet Place. He's killing it with his new YouTube show. Some good news. And friendly Ferndalian foodie Guy Fieri was on there making dynamites. Just like a big old sloppy Joe-esque meat and cheese sandwich on sourdough. Yum. In the segment, John Krasinski also noted Guy's restaurant industry charity hit the $20 million mark. Awesome. Once again, the Humboldt crowd goes wild for that wildcat Guy Fieri. Oh snap, two thumbs up goes to Eureka High graduate Jake Hansen on being drafted into the NFL by the Green Bay Packers. Packers got a steal as Hansen was once projected to be drafted as early as the second round. Writers have noted Hansen will have a shot to become the primary backup center on a line protecting future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. He'll be snapping it to him. And at a media event, Hansen talked about how his grandpa played for the LA Rams in a leather helmet back in the 50s. He said, quote, I'm going to continue to work hard, do everything the coach is asking to fill whatever role I can to help the team win. Jake Hansen bringing that Humboldt mentality to the NFL, the Green Bay Packers. I was happy to hear about that local healthcare worker who was honored as an essential worker on the Today Show. That would be Emily Whitcomb of Arcata Mad River Ambulance Services, featured as an American hero on that show. Her mom nominated her photo with the hashtag Today's Heroes. And the national NBC hosts on the Today Show reiterated she's been working 72-hour shifts. Go, Emily. A lot of Humboldt locals out here start to get the itch for Crabs baseball when May rounds the bases. And of course, 
The Arcata baseball tradition has been around for 75 years. They typically throw out their first pitch right around the start of June, but you know, stuff is happening. Stuff is a foul. In a recent report back in March, Mad River Union noted the Crabs were preparing for the worst and hoping for the best for this season. But at this point, in a follow-up report by John Ross Ferrara, their president is thinking this season is a long shot. Keep an eye on that. How about that whole beaches debacle? The governor was like, hey, you bad bads in SoCal congregating at beaches, I'm gonna close all of them throughout the state. And many in our community, including Sheriff Hansel, were like, whoa, wait a minute. What about us rural people up here adhering to guidelines? What about these rural beaches? So hours pass and then the governor goes, okay, just a few beaches will close. Humboldt beaches can stay open. Very interesting watching all that unfold for sure. Local writer. I'm super interested in reading or listening to this new heartfelt Humboldt book by J.C. Safel. The book My Splendor is a love story dedicated to the author's wife who passed away. Danielle was deaf, making her way in a hearing world, overcoming an abusive teacher and communications challenges to find a 40-year romance and raise four children. So, love flourishing and humble, among other places. The cover is a painting of the Eel River and shows a hand signing I love you. Full disclosure, I know the author is Jack from Scotia, frequent caller and friend of my old radio show, but again, J.C. Safel, My Splendor is on Amazon and Audible if you want to give it a listen. I highly recommend it, and I will post a link at HumboldtLastWeek.com. This is interesting. A little 420 message from the county saying, Hey, cannabis farmers, please hire local. It's the cannabis holiday of April 20th rolled around. An official said, quote, I'd like to have farmers prioritize hiring people from within the area so we can minimize the introduction of travelers and recognize that all people coming to the area need to be quarantined for 14 days prior to mixing with the general workforce. Well, protests went down in Del Norte in Humboldt County, people wanting to reopen the economy. So how many people protested? Looks like 70 up in Del Norte, maybe 50-ish in Humboldt County with the... Uh, County's combined population of about 164,000 people. Protesters made up a whopping one person per 1,400 people. In Humboldt and Del Norte County, we've had about, oh, 50-some cases. And thankfully, most of those local cases have recovered. You know, reports from multiple sources noted these protesters here had no masks. They're hugging, shaking hands. It seems the general theme here was, hey, we have hardly any cases right now that are active. We hardly have any people. Our rules should be different than the state's. A county supervisor up in Del Norte County, Roger Gitlin, was encouraging the protests. Sheriffs up there gave things the okay beforehand. A local chiropractor in Del Norte was super vocal in support of the protest, among others. Uh, also in Humboldt County, you had Virginia Bass and Rex Bone, Humboldt County supervisors, attending that one. In Humboldt, though, our own sheriff said people had the right to protest, but he'd prefer to stick to listening to people with data and facts. Now, video from Andrew Goff showed signs in Humboldt County saying the cure is worse than the disease. The numbers do not add up. Trump 2020, coronavirus hoax, the media is the virus, and there is a child with a sign saying socialism sucks. Nationally, some signs that I've been seeing say I need a haircut. Massage is essential. Let us get our teeth cleaned. Let my people golf. And to conclude, as of this report, over 64,000 people have reportedly died of COVID-19 in the U.S. so far. Humboldt-grown and Grammy-nominated musician Mike Patton 
unique rocker with a huge vocal range from Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, his record label Ipecac, movie scores, tons of other projects. He was in a social distancing era interview with Rolling Stone. He was talking about how he's been writing a lot. He said, quote, Personally, this lockdown lifestyle is not terribly different from my normal routine as I'm quite hermetic and private, but sometimes it does resonate deeper. Uh, Mike Patton also had some movie recommendations, generally saying to Rolling Stone, watch epic films. To me, watching anything less than three hours doesn't work in this time. He recommended Ben-Hur, Godfather, Goodfellas, Contagion, Panic Room, and some others. That is Mike Patton, originally from Humboldt, talking to Rolling Stone in the COVID era. About the Humboldt State University teacher accused of soliciting sex from students, the school announced the professor no longer works there. That story was the main topic of an earlier Humboldt Last Week episode, if you want to head back and listen. Five-star review goes out to that Humboldt-grown Grammy-winning musician Sarah Bareilles. Kudos to her for her generous donations to Humboldt County. She sent a little monetary boost to the Humboldt Area Foundation, the Eureka Mission, Food for People, and Betty Chin, and linked thousands of people to their donation pages. Signing the post, Humboldt Love, she wrote, One of my favorite writers, Glennon Doyle, says, We can do hard things. She went on, you're all doing a very hard thing right now, but you're doing it. You can do hard things. Sarah Bareilles from Humboldt. Hope she wins an Emmy for her upcoming Apple TV show, Little Voice. I enjoyed seeing this thing locally about honoring high school senior athletes as lights and stadiums from Crescent City to Miranda were turned on in respect for them. Of course, many of these North Coast high schoolers are missing out on an experience a lot of them have been athletically working towards their whole life. Stadium lights were turned on at high schools in Arcata, Crescent City, Eureka, Ferndale, Fortuna, McKinleyville, South Fork, and possibly more. There are a ton of tough storylines going on right now, but that was a nice tribute. And we're thinking about these athletes and really anybody out there in a transitional year. You're appreciated. That story was courtesy of KimKemp.com. Now about this Humboldt business owner who went to a work meeting wearing a shirt with racist slogans, white power, and white pride. I know we heard a lot about this, and I'm going to just provide a different angle here if you'd bear with me. I'd like to talk about the concept of respect. You hear a lot about respect in our country, respect for our flag, respect for our constitution, respect for our rights. A lot of folks uh, from every political background talk about respect. And as it pertains here, the following are key words in the definition of respect, proper acceptance or courtesy. As Humboldt County citizens, we need to ask ourselves, do we truly value respect? And if we do, if we uphold respectful values and we wish to be treated how we treat others, should we make respectful decisions about the things we wear? Should we make respectful decisions about the things we display on our cars, on our homes, on our places of business? Also, do you lose your right to be respected if you make the choice to be disrespectful? Also, I want to ask you this. Say you select that questionable t-shirt, you put it on, you're photographed in it, you're ridiculed, you're made an example of, your business is tarnished, your reputation is tarnished, you're defended by some who are then also questioned, but you're detested by many. You ask yourself, was that disrespectful decision worth it? And are there more valuable ways you could have spent your time on this earth? Finally, I want to talk about respect in response to seeing someone that makes a decision you despise. Say you see someone in a shirt that makes your blood boil. 
Is it the respectful choice to berate that person about their hygiene, their appearance, in ways that they can't control, their face for instance? Berating them beyond the contents of what's printed on that shirt, beyond the contents of what's tattooed on their skin? I would hope that the Humboldt County I know, the respectful side of it that I admire, would value respect in all situations like this moving forward. Now just a couple of notes before I jump into my final story here. A, it's graphic. Some of it will be uncomfortable. And B, my greatest hope here is that our community approach to helping at-risk youth continues to be optimized with drive, passion, and continuous effort. Now the writing of this story all started out when I spoke to friends of a 17-year-old boy who was allegedly killed by his mom in Eureka, the incident happening back on February 18th, weeks before stay-at-home orders. Pamela Faye Millsap, 38 years old, is the mom who was arrested for the killing. She's sitting in the Humboldt County Jail facing charges of involuntary manslaughter and abusing two children. Now, maybe you remember also hearing about a fire at their house the next morning after the killing, which was determined by officials to be unrelated to the killing. Maybe that will jog your memory about the case that I'm talking about. So basically, court documents show the cops saying there was reportedly a bad argument at this house that they were responding to. Pamela Millsap said the teenager was making death threats, so she loaded a shotgun in her bedroom, brandished it at him in the living room, and allegedly while her 10-year-old daughter watched, Pamela said she and the teen tussled over the shotgun and it went off accidentally leaving a large bullet hole through the teenager's midsection. When officers arrived, he was unresponsive. So like I said, when I started this out, I spoke to friends of the victim, Brooke Hansen, Mike Conway, and an anonymous subject, and I learned some rough allegations about this guy's past, this teenager's past. They said he lived in a home that was a hot spot for drug and alcohol abuse, a hot spot for child abuse, that he was held back in elementary school, that he went to foster care in middle school, that he'd said that he was molested by his mom, and they said that all of that was concluded with a recent stint in juvenile detention before he was killed. Now, when asked if acts of domestic violence landed him in juvie, friends said he was likely responding to violence he learned from his mom, if that was the case. Mai and Brooke wondered, why in the world was he living with his mom when he died? Why did she have custody of him? Now, these friends said the victim loved his friends, he loved his sister, he had a job at the movie theater in Eureka, and he was just pushing through to move out of the house later this year. He would have been 18 a couple of months ago. Here's my talking. I think it was his mom just choosing drugs and alcohol over taking care of her kid, and I know she abused him when he was younger and his little sister, and that's what originally put them in foster care. Is that like physical abuse? Yeah. Emotional abuse? Yeah, Mental a lot abuse? of it. A lot of emotional abuse, telling him that he wasn't worth it and a whole bunch of stuff. I heard her say it on the phone. He would always tell me that he would never lay hands on his mom no matter what happened. But I think that he definitely got most of that from his mom. I'm surprised that his mom got custody of them again. There's so many yeah. kids out there with their parents that really don't, like, shouldn't be with their parents. 
but CPS yeah. doesn't do anything about it. But they also have kids in there for like small reasons. She put him through a lot that he didn't deserve, and he's really misunderstood, and he was really mistreated by a lot of people. And here's Brooke talking about the victim. Because he was actually held back in first grade because of everything going on. He was taken away from his mom because she had molested him. I remember him moving back and he was not very happy with it because she just was never a really good mom to him. I know that he cared about his little sister a lot. People shouldn't be assuming that his mom was defending herself because in my mind, like I know for a fact that it probably was not like that because she was a bad person in his life. He was a really, really good kid, despite what he had been going through. My mom and I had actually planned the candlelight thing at his house two or three days after he died. And we met some of his teachers, and they were telling us about how he was, after he was going to graduate from Pacific View, how he was going to be on the path to going to the CCC in Fortuna. And he had a pretty good future ahead of him. Pamela Faye Millsap's attorney, Humboldt County Conflict Counsel April Van Dyke, told me she was unable to comment on this story due to confidentiality. For the written version of this story, I interviewed many, thinking about the juvenile system in Humboldt County, wondering, can anything be learned about how this seemingly ambitious at-risk youth would return to this seemingly at-risk household? Spoke with Humboldt Bay Fire about the hoarding conditions they found at the home, I spoke with the victim's school superintendent, who noted he was in one of their programs, to Eureka Police Chief Steve Watson about adverse childhood experiences, to EPD Detective Amber Cassetti about some new tools they have to help kids that are abused and trafficked, to Humboldt County's Chief Probation Officer Sean Brenneman about their work with at-risk youth and working harder to find connections for kids, to nonprofit founder Savannah McCarty of Wild Souls Ranch about some of the challenges she sees with at-risk placement, a note about the risk of more child abuse in the COVID age, and finally, to Child Welfare Services about their protocols and recent developments. You can find all of that at HumboldtLastWeek.com and also KimKemp.com, the full version of this story. Again, Pamela Faye Millsap is facing one count of involuntary manslaughter for shooting and killing her son with a shotgun and two felony counts of child abuse, the victims being her son and a 10-year-old girl. Millsap's preliminary hearing is scheduled for May 8th. She's pleaded not guilty. I'll keep you in the loop about future developments. My greatest hope here is that our community's approach to helping at-risk youth continues to be optimized with drive, passion, and continuous effort. I appreciate the featured commenter from the last episode. That would be Corey, an HSU student, wrote in saying, really glad you did the all-positive episode. It was at a time where things were getting really challenging out there, so you provided 13 minutes of emotional medicine. Thank you, Corey. Also, I'll talk to you about the locally shot movie of the week. It's Bird Box from 2018, five years after an ominous unseen presence drives most of society to suicide. Sandra Bullock and her two children make a desperate blindfolded bid to reach safety on the Smith River up in Del Norte. Hypable wrote, I'm still thinking about this film way after I initially watched it. I have to admit it did make an impact. It's on Netflix, 2018's Bird Box shot up in Del Norte, the locally shot movie of the week. 
Thank you to the following sponsors for making Humboldt Last Week possible. Brick and Fire Bistro in Eureka. Check their social media for pickup order hours. The menu entices before we call in at brickandfirebistro.com. Bongo Boy Studio, currently conducting telework like mixing and mastering in the social distancing age. Check out their high-end equipment at bongoboystudio.com. North Coast Journal, in-depth reporting. Keep up the latest at northcoastjournal.com. Photography by Shy, spelled S-H-I. Learn more at photographybyshy.com. Trinidad Vacation Rental. Keep in touch with them via trinidadcaliforniarental.com. And North Coast Co-op open every day, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. with reserved shopping hours for seniors, pregnant, and immunocompromised shoppers every day, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. It's North Coast Co-op in Arcata and Eureka. I want to remind you to check out Humboldt last week's music sister show on 99.1 KISS FM. That is Humboldt Fresh Finds featuring addictive new music and positive culture. That's 99.1 FM on the dial in Humboldt, but then worldwide during that time, Saturday night, 7 to 8 Pacific at the link at HumboldtLastWeek.com. I appreciate Redheaded Black Belt for sharing episodes of Humboldt last week. I appreciate North Coast Journal for linking to Humboldt last week on their website. I appreciate 99.1 FM for playing snippets of Humboldt last week throughout the day on Mondays. My name is Miles. I am a journalist and radio host who has long covered this community. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your listens. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Humboldt last week.